people. What up, though? We back with another episode of All Black Men Need Therapy. My name is Chief. And I'm Bell. And here we is again. So before we get into today's, top, into today's topic, we want to reflect back on a couple of things. Some of y'all who, are, who have been following us know that we had to, you know, nix an episode and then come back to it and circle back around the block and do a, you know, Facebook Live and then put it up, yada, yada, yada. Nevertheless, there were some important details we dropped in that joint that we feel y'all should know about. And the, we dropped in the episode that was deleted. Correct. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Sabine and Ariel. Still figuring it out podcast. Our sisters and them. Um, as a part of their podcast, they gave us a shout out, which we appreciate. So we give them a shout out. But a comment was made like, yeah, they use uh, they use fake names in, the, in their podcast. Like, wait a minute. And then we realized we never disclosed where we got our names from. So I'll start with myself. Chief was a nickname given to me in high school. The position I played in football was strong safety, and it was nicknamed the Apache within the defense. And then I became like the one who called the defense and like took all the signals or whatever. So I became the chief of the defense, and that's how that's how it happened. So sidebar: Who don't say his name? But who was your middle linebacker that they weren't equipped enough to call in plays? I'll tell you. Oh, actually, you know what? Because just for the non-football um, enthusiasts, the the quarterback on the defense is the middle linebacker, typically. Right. So they call the plays as the quarterback does on the offense. So it's very, very uncommon for your safety to be calling your defense. I was strong safety. You know what I'm saying? So I was essentially an outside linebacker in defense. Oh. You know what I'm saying? So what did y'all run? A 4-4? No, we run a 3. Mostly a 3. Oh, yeah. Same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going down in the box a lot, you know, filling the hole. All right. So then that – it's not it's not as bad as I thought. Right, right. Nevertheless, um, yeah, so that's how it happened. Rest, uh, shout out to Coach Blair, rest in me, he rest in peace. He was the one who gave me the nickname. So when I got to college, there was like seven Michaels on the team. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, they just call me Chief. And then just kind of just, since then it's been, you know, that's where we've been at. So Bell is actually um, part of my last name. And um, my last name is Bellamy. And a lot of my teammates actually called me C-Bell. Um, which I don't know why they just didn't call me Bell, but they called me C Bell, and now people call me Bell or Bells or anything but Chris. Typically, <laughs> true, um, true. But um, that's kind of how it came. That's where it came from. I never. We we talked about an episode we deleted. You can't give yourself nicknames, right? Like that is an unwritten rule. Story about the home. Yeah. So my man, we grew up with. I'm not gonna mention his name, but he gave himself the nickname uh, Roy Jones Junior. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Roy Jones Junior. Junior. I love him to death. Man, I hope he hears this. But yeah, he 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 coined that uh, nickname for himself, and you you can't do that. So anyway, we would decide to go with Chief and Bell. It was simple. Um, Another thing, like some people have never actually called me by my first name. Some people don't even know my first name. So, the topic of today's episode, drum roll please. <laughs> the cliche or the new and the new and improved or the new phrase term on out going out right now, entanglements, situationships, friends with benefits. Cheaters, whatever, whatever you want to call it. Right, we we had to do it. I didn't want to do it, guys, but I was I, I, we had to, right? It's too much. It's, it's too much conversation going around about this Will and Jada and um, August conversation. So I was like, you know, let's just touch it, and uh, we're gonna touch it and go over some past experiences. Uh, past, past, long, Wait, long, 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 time long, ago. long, long time ago. <laughs> um, <laughs> and how and how you know it showed up in our life, and we're gonna 
go over the origin of the actual word, like from Webster, right? And then now how it's being used today. What is the technical Webster definition of an entanglement? Well, first of all, the first known use of entanglement was in 1535, all right? And entanglement is something that entangles, confuses, or the condition of being deeply involved. Okay. Um, so it's, it's, it's very fitting for the relationship that, yeah. they, that they had. And it was so, most recently added to pop culture in 2020, right? right? Like that, prior to Jada, that's not how we were we were uh, referring to. Right, situationships. Yeah. Like the, I would say the most commonly used prior to that is like the whole friends with benefits. Friends with benefits. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Friends with benefits. Yeah. So that was the term prior to that. And, um... And for those who don't know what entanglement means or friends with benefits, essentially what that means is we're going to do everything that a boyfriend and girlfriend going to do, but, but we, we ain't going to be boyfriend, boyfriend and girlfriend. Yeah, you know we, what I'm saying? we're not doing that. Right, 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 <laughs> right. right. So we uh, we going we gonna to play house. But, uh, <laughs> but you can't spend the night. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. So um, that's the, funny. <laughs> the, the question that really, not that boggled my mind but the question i had was why do you think like this is more prevalent in our culture than marriage like the 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 i'm talking to somebody or that's just my shorty or or you know we we figuring it out or whatever i mean i think there's a lot of uncertainty regarding relationships some people are still again carrying a lot of trauma that prevents them from moving forward yeah um it goes back to slavery. No, I'm just <laughs> That's been a running theme in our, in our show. Nevertheless, so here we go. Here I go again with my daddy issues, right? Yo, bro, top sidebar, uh, I was talking to somebody. They hit me up. I don't remember who it was now, man, but somebody said, he's like, they, com- they complimented us on the show. And it was like, I'm not sure which one I listened to, but it was one where P was talking about his dad issues. I was like, bro, he talks about his dad every show. <laughs> so, so I'm not so really sure which but, one you're talking so, about. So Pete, and tell me if, the, if this has... A little bit of relevance what's going on so in assessing you know we do a lot of self-reflection right so in assessing my me being single right now and not married and so on and so forth I've had you know I got three children you know what I'm saying and there's been opportunities for me to take that next step and when I look back at like I remember when I was you know told I was having a baby jumping through jumping with joy jumping through right. just happy as ever at no point did it come it crossed my mind about getting married so as I'm as I'm looking back at it, I'm like, Yo, I'm having a baby. It's just what people did when I was growing up. Right. Like I got nine aunts and uncles, eight aunts and uncles. You know what I'm saying? And none of them were married. Right. And my that, aunt was with my uncle Eddie for forever. That's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Yo, I just found out. God rest the dead. My uncle Charles, he married my dad's sister. I take that back. I thought they were married. I didn't find out to the funeral that they never got married. I mean, I think like, they, they got married later on, but like my mom didn't get married till she was, until I was like twenty two ish. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Shout out to Peaches and me. Shout out to Duke's work. So shout out to my mom too. <laughs> she been stressing me about not uh, to how he talks about Peaches all the time, but I don't talk about her. She, shout out to my mom. She, shout out to my Darlene. Today's her birthday. Happy birthday. Happy right, birthday. I got that out out to Darlene. G mom, we love you. Nevertheless, so Pete, so growing up, I was never really given that structure that home structure with you know my grandpa 22 probably kids you know what i'm saying yeah. papa was a rolling stone for real for real I mean, he might have more than that but i'll give him at least but, okay he was he married my grandma but you know what i'm right. saying like even that husband figure was never present so 
looking back at, I mean, I know it sounds like an excuse or whatever, but I'm looking back going, yo, I was never really shown this is what you do. Right. You know right. what I mean? So I'm like, yo, people people get together, they love each other, they have a baby, they live together, they raise the baby, everything's good, and that's just been the way it was. And you double down with social media now, right? And everything is instant. Like, oh, for sure. Like, think about it. Like, I was, I forgot who I was talking to again, but we were talking about, like, I, I, I didn't date, like, in the Tinder era. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, right, right. Uh, me and my wife been together for nine years, so I never really came up in that, you know, Tinder, Bumble, all of that. Mm -hmm. So I never really experienced that, but I was just thinking about it. It's like, if you want to see somebody tonight, like that you've never met, you can it's, see it's, them it's, tonight. It's, right. You know right. what I'm saying? For sure. So I think, For sure. I think the double down is you not having any examples, one, mm -hmm. and then two, you got... For all intents and purposes, instant ass. <laughs> like, like well, if you I wanted mean, it. The, 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 the cliche goes around, the hookup culture. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's, right. that's kind of what we're in right now. So I think us being a little, you know, a little more, I'm not going to say older, mature. Right. You know what I'm saying? We have we have some 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 old school ethics behind us. Like, yo, like we're still, you know, chivalrous, still gentlemen, still believing, right. you know, still believing right. in, right. in right. being the head of the household and right. all the other good right. stuff. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's, it, it, has, it has a different weighing on us, but in the same token, like, I'm still single, maybe, and it's not a matter of me having a bunch of entanglements. It's about you know finding the right one and let so me, on and so forth. Let me forth. ask you this though: Do you ever personally like have FOMO, like fear of missing out? Like, if if I wipe her up, I may miss out on. No, no, that's not that's not the case at all. Because I think it's just a matter of finding the one to wife up. You know, mm -hmm. what I'm saying? You know and, and it's not about it's it's not about wifey anymore. It's about a, a wife. wife. Now let, me, now let me let me ask you this though. Here we go. <laughs> How many committed relationships have you been in? Four. Four committed, like this is my girlfriend, she meets right. my people. Right, right, right. I mean, all that good stuff. Four. So four I've committed. I've I've had three girlfriends. So I was the king of we just talking. Oh, for sure. Like I, mean, I wasn't because I felt like, like even a, a committed girlfriend, like it was just too many expectations. You know what I'm saying? At a certain point, yeah. Like that—that's just how yeah. I felt. Like I felt there was plenty of girls I was talking to that if they pressed me uh -huh. to be their girlfriend, I might have done it, or be their boyfriend, I might have done it. Right. But being that they were cool, I was cool. Right. But then what's what's been happening is you know what I'm saying we like let's. Call a spade a spade. At one point in our day, we, we was out there getting them. So yeah. that we, was the other thing too. It's like when, like my the, the one of the my relationships, I made her my girlfriend because it was FOMO on the other side. Because I'm like, damn, she might be the one. Let me make her my girl so nobody else gets her. But meanwhile, right. I was out there in them streets, right? right, right, right when. Right. Then if I was more mature, I'd have been like, you know what? Let me, let me be me, right? Let me let this run its course, and then revisit it if it makes sense later. I think I think the pressure that gets put on us to you know to be the man, I think we we kind of shy away from that, or we shied away from that at some point. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. why we, that's why we kept it. Oh, we just talking. We ain't boyfriend and girlfriend. You know what I'm saying? And then when they agree with it, it's like okay, she's cool with it. But then you know what happens? You, right. get, to, you get to getting together and, and you, you get it popping and, and it's good. Next thing you know, feelings evolve and you got to right. listen. But I said we was just friends, and now we, we the asshole. We were the kings of that. Like I, like, I was very clear. Like listen, we just talking. But right. like you said, 
the more you have that conversation, the more you see that person's feelings are going to develop, right. right? And then right. the lines will get very blurred. So I, I kind of had like rules a little bit, like in my twenties. So again, guys, we were former athletes. We were in the best shape of our life in our twenties. We were having fun, right? We so were I was on vacation and didn't wear a shirt the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> like we we were having a good time. So, but my I would always say, like in my this was like an internal conversation. Like if you're not my girl. We're not going out nowhere. Like, I'm not going... And this is going to sound... I'm going to sound like an asshole, but it was mutual understanding. Like, I wasn't treating girls terribly, but right. I was just like, yo, we're not... You're not me and my parents. Like, we're not... you definitely not me and my daughter. And again, this wasn't something I said to them. Like, right. I wasn't no, like, hey, this is not what you're going to do. But we would just hang out. We would just... I was Netflix and chill before Netflix. For sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would, we would just chill at the crib. And my theory was... If I treat you like my girlfriend, what's your incentive to be my girlfriend? Or more importantly, what's the incentive for the future girlfriend? Right? Because right? she's going to walk into the situation like, well, you're you doing what you did with me with every girl. So I think that's where I went, go, or whatever wrong because I'm genuinely a nice guy. Like, right. You know what I'm saying? I'm a nice guy. So I'm, I'm kind, I'm polite, I'm respectful, all of the above. And with that comes... Feelings, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I treat them nice. Yeah. I'm, I'm a good. I'm not out here, you know, fucking them over per se. I'm, just, right. you know, I'm a nice guy. I'm, I'm answering when she calls. I'm responding to text messages. So then the feelings develop, and then they gotta be like, listen, we talked about this. You know what I'm saying? And well, see, again, but, I become the bad guy. So then here's another question, and this goes on. I don't have the answer. Like, then why are we still there? Right? Because, like, like, because like if, if, we're, if we're saying in like current state, if we're saying, um, if we're saying we're just talking. Uh -huh. But if we know, right, we know if this person is marriage material or at least girlfriend material. So, like, why when we identify that, do we just keep going? As opposed to saying, I don't want to waste your time, right? You're, because I'm probably not the right guy because for Because, one, and again, I don't want to point the finger at any of them, at any women or like that, but they don't hold us accountable. They let us, they allow us to have our cake and eat it too. Yeah. So, we take, so we... Quote unquote, I mean, quote unquote, fuck it. We, we take advantage of it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We have our cake, we eat it too, and then when shit hits the fan, it goes, oh, well, we talked about this already. So, what you're saying is, if a girl, a woman wanted, what what she should do is have standards. And if we don't meet them. I don't want to say, because then it makes it sound like any girl out there didn't have standards. You know what I'm saying? No, you, but they but they bent them to appease. Yeah, okay, yes, to, they, to appease they, bent the, they bent their standards to, to appease what we were going through. Right. You know what right. I'm saying? Rather than kind of, you know, putting their foot down. I think that's what most men need, though. So I think, I, I, I agree, but I think, and I would love to get Ariel and Sabrina's opinion on this. Maybe we can do a follow-up episode, but I think... I suggested we have them on here, but she was like, nah, nah. No, I want to do ours first, and we'll bring them in for their perspective. Entanglement, too. Yeah. So what I think, though, man, I think it is, and I want to hear their perspective, but what I think is, there, women potentially have bent these standards in an effort to hold on to the guy. But it ends up being counterproductive. True. Because okay. it, that it, makes, it, that's it pushes valid. us away. That's valid. Because we're looking at it like, oh, so I can get away with that? Right. Then I'm just going to keep doing it. But then it. I could also hear Sabine be like, well, then you got these hoes out here who just <laughs> who make it you know make it easy for all the guys. And then have us look at the ones with standards. Like, dudes don't want to talk to us because we have these standards. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, why am I chasing down this girl who has these standards up here when I can go get the easy one over there? Well, you know I, guess, I guess it's like 
the same beauties in the eye of the beholder. It's like what what True. are you looking for? And I you think as we as we mature, we start right. to, we start to look for different things. Right, because I I would agree with you. Like in my twenties, I don't know that that would have been as appealing to me. Like the What's girl, that? like the well, I shouldn't say that. Like the girl that is like no here. So basically, here's the bar. Mm-hmm. Here's where you're deficient. If you're not at this bar, then you know this is not what I want to pursue. So that's interesting you say that because I've I've had that, but it was th- like so with the with the quote unquote successes we've had, I think we I'm speaking on you and I from the past have oftentimes been quote unquote, like pedestalized a little bit. Yeah. Like wow, this guy's so successful. He's got scholarship. He you know graduated from college. He's the first in his family. Blah blah blah. Right. All that stuff weighs a lot. Like on paper, I'm popping. Right. You know what I'm saying? So when they see that, it's like, oh, okay, here it is. It's almost so, like they're trying to hook their wagon. Right. Yeah. So, like you said, they bend those standards mm-hmm. for what the perception of us mm-hmm. when actually yeah, we, needed, we needed to kick in the ass anyway. Right. right. You know what I'm saying? So, I, like, I had a, a story I was kicking where we weren't together, but, like, just who she was and how successful she was intrinsically motivated me without her saying a word. Right. On top of the fact that she was like, nah, you're not doing that. Like, this is what you need to be doing. So it makes it even better. You know what I'm saying? When, when, so what when, happened with that? Um, Distance. Mm. Distance. I know exactly what you're talking about. And, and it was just t- it was <laughs> tough. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, she was, but she was dope. Yeah. Real dope human, you know what I'm saying? But, like, who just off of the success, she, the success she had and who she was as a person motivated me to want to be better. Right. And then she wasn't afraid to check it. So that's another thing, too, um, that a lot of people don't understand is, like, I was having a conversation and... I was talking about like meeting people where they are, but understanding that sometimes they're not where you are. And sometimes the gap is too big to overcome. Right. So hypothetically, right. And I'm just going to use this just for, for reference points. Like say you're a woman in corporate America, just hypothetically. Okay. Right. Okay. You know, you're a guy you grew up with, you guys get reconnected. Mm-hmm. He has, you know, a good job, but like mentally, is not where you are in terms of like evolving and, and developing as a human being, right? Mm-hmm. Like, let's just say hypothetically, and this, these are just hypothetical situations. He has a good job. Say he's making $40,000 a year, right? And he is, that to him is his ceiling. Right. Right? Like, he's content and, and, where he is. Yeah. Like, I don't want to do anything else because I am great where I'm at. This is, and I'm good, right? I have, I have uh, a condo. And, you know, I have my cars paid off. Like, life is great. Life can't get any better. Right, right, right. And then you have this, this woman in corporate who is literally climbing the corporate ladder, mm-hmm. but they have, they have a connection, right? right? So what I'm saying is she wants to go. He wants to stay. That gap may be insurmountable. Right. Right? I mean, that yeah. gap may be insurmountable. So sometimes it's recognizing where each of you are. But then you also have the, the the stereotypical TV situations where, like, I think a movie two can play that game. I think mm-hmm. it was, I can't remember who it was, but like it was Bobby Brown was a character. And he was like a mechanic, chip tooth, Jerry curl. Mm-hmm. Shorty, Shorty got him, got him a haircut, fixed right, it too. Right, right, you know what right, I'm right. saying? Spiked him up. So I think it, you know it, it balances out. Some, well, sometimes when you have a woman who truly like is like, listen, I'm going, you know, make me a man. Per right, se. right, you know right, right. But I think, but I think that's also dope. But I think women don't aren't. I mean, they are, but I think they're reluctant to be. To be assertive enough to be like, yo, this is what I need. And if you don't give this to me, I'm out. But I agree. But I think also it's timing. True. Hypothetically, right? Like, I feel a girl in her 20s will be 
more apt to have that conversation because she has a, 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 more, a more of a runway. Whereas somebody that's 35, 36, right, they may be like, I don't, in their head, right, like their biological clock is ticking per se. They can be okay. like, you know what, okay. I don't, I don't have time to mess around. So I should say I don't have to, yeah, I don't have time to mess around on my end. Like I don't have years to, to, to invest. So fuck it. I'm, I'm just going to, he's almost exactly what I want. So I'm just going right, so, to, my wife so, so now we're talking about the whole settling thing and like, you know what I mean? Not again, lowering your standards and that, and that should, I don't think anyone should have to do that. I, I can say this, fellas, and, and you can disagree if you want to, but I, I know personally most of the lessons that I've learned about relationship have come from women, have come from making those mistakes, have come from being told what I didn't and did not or did or did not do. Like a woman who was assertive enough to check me, even though, you know, I might have had some pushback, it was still a lesson learned. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because the ego sense stands to stood strong at, at, at a point yeah, in my past. Like, yeah, oh, you know, sure. nothing tell me how to do this, but in actuality, she was 100 percent right. right. My ego wasn't wasn't trying to let me hear that until we got a little bit older. Right. So I think too is self reflection, right, and understanding where you are, right. Like the, the when I was writing this up, the example I was thinking about is like Aunt Viv, right from the Fresh Prince. Okay. Everybody knew Aunt Viv, right? So I, I don't remember what she did. For Life's been one of the one. We're not going to go there. We're not going to do that. I'm Viv. Whichever one you remember, that's what we're doing. I'm Viv. Um, I was thinking about it, right? So, like, imagine being Jazz, right? Trying to attract Aunt Viv. Okay. Right? So, it's like, and Jazz may have all the, and I'm saying, like, Jazz in theory, right? Jazz may have all the confidence in the world that he can bag Aunt Viv. Mm -hmm. But Aunt Viv may be looking at him like, bro, you're not on my level. So, I think it's also... A part of us has that has to reflect on who we are as a person, right? Compared to what we're trying to attract, right? You can't be jazz and expect an Aunt Viv to fall head over heels for you, right? You're two different people. That's but that. So it's funny you say that because when I when I worked the security gig, it's on Fresh Prince is on on TV, and it was one episode recently where Will was trying to get with the basically an Aunt Viv and then he had to like change his character and be the like real real preppy dude but she was looking for the bad guy you know what I'm mm, saying you know the typical good girl true. good yeah. girl likes bad guy situation yeah. you know what I mean so it, it kind of I hear your point no that's that's it, fair but I, I just I'm a firm believer of we are who we attract like I'm a firm believer of that like I feel like our energy you can always attract down Right, like Aunt Viv will never have a problem attracting the jazz, right? Like that'll never be an issue. Mm-hmm. But like, in order for us to, well, I'll speak for myself. Like, in order for me to find somebody like compa- like compatible with me, I had to check what I really wanted for myself. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you don't know who you are, what you want as a person, how are you going to convey that to somebody? And then two, how are you going to? Identify what that somebody, who that somebody is. And that's that's the difficult conversation that a lot of us are are afraid to have or to accept. So we'll sit in the mirror and go, "Yo, you, this is wrong. You need this. You want this. You want that." But are you really willing to drop X, Y, and Z to get that? Are you really willing to let go of some of these entanglements to chase that that real life, tangible thing that's in your face? Right. Yet we because I'm I'm a hey I've I've lost some very quality, beautiful humans for just being stubborn and immature and, and just stupid shit guys do. And I think a lot of times, fellas, we need to we, we need to check our, our, our egos and we need to grow up. 
Yeah. Plain and simple. Like, I, it, it, you know, I'm still evolving. You know, it, does, it never stops. But I think immaturity in terms of, like, relationship maturity played a huge factor in, in why I'm not in a, you know, in a substantial, significant partnership right, right now. So if y'all listen, y'all, he changed. Y'all can holler at him. <laughs> I'm he, new and improved, he, man. He's new and improved. Um, you know what the other thing, too, I feel, I'll speak for myself. And I did have an example. Like I said, my parents are still married. Though they do the every seven-year thing, they're still married. But I think there's a lack of examples, right? So we don't know what it's supposed to look like for that person. I'll speak for myself. Like, when I met uh, Lo, we were friends, like, in the beginning. You know what I'm saying? No, I know. They weren't. (laughs) So, anyway. um, And I remember... Like, I was just coming out of a relationship, and I remember saying, the last relationship was the first time I thought that I could be married, right? So, I then painted a picture of what it's supposed to look like. So, I remember, you may not even remember this conversation, but I was like, I was talking to you and Austin, I was like, I was like, yeah, man, I was like, I gotta, I gotta find somebody who's this. Because at that point, I, being that the last relationship, I thought, okay, I could possibly be married, I can see myself being married, I started painting that picture. So I was like, I need somebody to be this, somebody to be that, somebody to do like this, that, that. And I was like, when I find that person, like I'm gonna marry her. And then like you and us both was like, nigga, you just described love. And I'm like, shit, I guess I did. But I didn't realize I did because I had a different depiction of what it was supposed to look like. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I guess what I'm saying is, and this could be the case with some people too, whereas if they do get to the point that they wanna be married, they may look at it like, I mean, hell, I think you may have even struggled with this in the beginning too, where it's like, you had a picture of like, you got to be the man of the house, the head of the household and make all the money. And then the first situation where you was like, damn, this is a quality girl. It didn't look like that. Right. So it, it, you kind of shied away. And I think that's something to be cognizant of as men too, is that it may not always look how you expect it to look, but what you have to dig deep on is the core values, right? That we, For sure. that we, um, want to hang our hats on and what we are looking for in a person, right? So like the example I, 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 I give, like this is a superficial example, but like you can be looking for Claire Huxtable, right? But she may show up as Big Shirley, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But you but you have to look beyond the layers right, and get to know right, the right. person, right? Mm-hmm. Because that person, she may look like Big Shirley and have a smart mouth like Pam, right? But beneath all of that is everything you're looking for. Right. So that's why I think as men and women, we have to stand on our core values and hold our partners, our future partners to those core values. And then we can potentially start changing the trajectory. And that's and that's and it's so funny you mentioned that because I've 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 I can't say recently, but I've, in assessing my core values, like in in the dating scene now, I'm really like, this is what I'm expecting. This is what I'm right. expecting, but this is what I'm looking for. This is where my head is at. This is what I, you know, I intend to have in my life. And I'm putting out, I'm putting all out there now. Like it's crazy because back then I would never be like, yeah, I'm looking to get married. I want to, you know, settle down and have a family and blah, 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 blah. Speaking into an existence. But yes, but I'm also like putting it on the table and allowing them to choose whether or not that's something they're into. You know what I'm saying? Because back then when you tell a show I'm trying to get married, she's like, whoa, that, you know, no, I'm just, I'm fresh out of college. You know, yada, yada, yada. But now it's like, listen, this is my objective. This is where it is. And as much as it's for me, I think it's important now for my kids. Mm. Like, my kids need to see me. Like, I, I 
my boy, I teach them all the gentleman-like qualities I can. They're young. My daughter, she knows she knows how I treat her and what to expect and yada, yada, yada. Right. But I think it's important for them to see their father loving on, you know, loving on a woman so they, they can see what that's supposed to feel like. Right. What because that's supposed to look like. you're going to give them a great depiction of what a man should look like. Right. right? And that's... And the complete package would be, you know, what a man looks like and how he takes care of his woman, his kids, and his, his family. Home. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So but that's that's a good point. And um I think in order for us to understand entanglement though, man, I think we have to understand like culture and environment, right? Because I feel that this and for what I call it what it is, like I feel like our culture breeds this. I, again, it, the hookup culture. That, yeah. I mean, that's just where that's just where we're at right now. But I think it needs to be again from those. It needs to stem from those core values on both ends of the spectrum, male yeah. and female. Say, this is what I'm looking for. This is where we're at, and don't accept anything less. Right. And I think it's important too that when you establish those core values, that if you deploy them with somebody that doesn't work, that it's, it's important not to retreat. Right, not to like back off off them and be like, I'm the next person. I'm not going to talk about my core values because true, true. You are who you are, right? And you and you 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 like what you like. So it's like if that person's not meeting that, you're going to potentially save everybody some time. Yeah, you know but what I'm saying? Mean, see, and that's that's a double edged sword too because those are also conversations we need to start having. We need to start having conversations like this isn't working for me. What can we do to fix it? Rather than just like you said pulling back. I'm not right. getting this. I'm going to pull back because we're going to have to make some sacrifices but here and there. the hookup culture allows individuals to be like, well, I'm, I'm off to the next. Right. Right? right. Because it's like without, this. Without a blink of an eye. Yeah. And that's that's the thing. So, yeah. I, yeah. This is interesting. I think we. I think also, too, when, when we open the door with we're just going to be friends or friends with benefits, it, it allows... So, for, I speak for myself. Right. When we have that conversation... I still may catch feelings, but I don't express them. I don't expose them. I keep them tucked in. So you told me this no, way. Why do you do that? Because I'm going based off the understanding that we that we had in the beginning. You said this is what it was. This is where I'm at now. If we both are feeling this way, then maybe we can continue to pursue a relationship. But I think in the course of the hookup culture, you get with a girl, you start doing what you do, you develop feelings. But somewhere along the lines, you realize, okay, you know what? I probably can't continue a relationship with her, but the sex is good. So let me just stick around either until she yeah, and then it, lets it go or until I find something new or, you know, whatever. However it ends that you separate, I yeah. think you get, so, you get so comfortable with having it there that but then you it, have your cake and you eat it too. And, so. and then it becomes like, that's, that's where like this becomes a like systemic issue because now you got good sex. So you can't wholeheartedly pursue that person with those core values that you're looking for because you can't like you can't uh, still second with your foot on first right you know what i'm saying and what happens is we do that right so we keep having good sex and then we find somebody else and then we didn't stop this other side and now we're not giving our all to that person and it becomes a revolving door right you know so so in other words fellas if, if you if you are true to your core values you kind of you gotta close chapters. You have to close chapters and and, and and live those single months until you find the one and and like really. If it's important to you. If it's important. To yeah, you. if it's important to you, right? Like we were all twenty something and shit. You might be thirty something still, 
not looking to, to be married. You see the meme I put up there said that married by 30 is just looking real, real, real 45 ish right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it all depends on the individual, but like, not in an effort not to talk in circles, I'm gonna give my final thought. So, my final thought is be clear on your expectations and let them be known. Just be cognizant that it starts with you, right? Like, I stand by guys, you are who you attract, right? If you want something in an individual, you be that person first. Right, you want somebody 100% committed. You want somebody that's that's driven, goal oriented, all of that. You be that person first, and then you show up as that person, and then make people rise to your standards. Yeah, like some godly shit, like be the change you wish to see type shit. You know what I mean? I mean, you just want philosophical on them and whatnot. I'm just saying, man. Like it's 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 it is what it is. It's just like anything. It's just like sports. It's just like you know what I'm saying. Like if you want to lead, you got to lead. You got it starts with you. No, very much so. It's it's about putting in the work and. and and checking your ego at the door and setting some standards. If y'all haven't picked up on it, my man's ego was an issue in the past relationships. He's mentioned it at least three times. But it wasn't today. really an issue for the relationship. It was an issue with me. Well, how those relationships work out? That's what I'm saying. Like, like the woman never was like, "Yeah, his ego's too strong." It was like me just being like, "Yo, do you need to fucking chill out, man?" And this is probably why you lost it, because because your stubborn ways. And well, yada, yada, exactly. Yada. It's yeah. it's it ended up being an issue for her. Right, right, right. But you it wasn't you? like I'm like the egotistical dude. Like you know what I'm saying? I don't think any woman I've ever dated be like, yeah, he's like he's an ego ego man. No, no, no. I don't think it was that. I think you you were very headstrong on traditional um, settings. Like I am man, you are woman, right? Like not like butt naked, uh, not butt naked, barefoot in the kitchen. kitchen barefoot in the kitchen, yeah. not like that that far, but like I am the man. Like you've made that very clear. I think you've definitely eased back on that, yeah, like in, sure. in um and being open to allowing it to take whatever form it takes. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, y'all, my man is single. He's out here in the streets. <laughs> we just had a PSA for my life. You man. know what that's I'm saying? Not, hit, hit, hit him up at allblackmenneedtherapy at gmail.com. All Black Men Need Therapy on Instagram. All Black Men Need Therapy on Facebook. My man, he is available and Listen. he's in Central Connecticut. <laughs> <laughs> With that being said, y'all, this has been another episode of All Black Men Need Therapy. Do us all a favor and hug a black man today and tomorrow. We out. Peace. <laughs>